Every year when summer comes around You stretch a banner across the main street in town You can feel something happening in the air Hi, I'm Jill and this is the Skein Enable podcast, enabling your crafting addictions one episode at a time. This is episode 94. It's September 20th, 2019. It's a Saturday afternoon and I thought it had just been like three weeks, but I think it's been closer to a full month. So I'm sorry that it took so long for me to get back to you guys. I know you're counting the minutes till you heard from me again. Things have just been a little bit busy, I guess. Seems like last week would have been the natural one to record, but I ended up going to a pool party with my knitting friends. And then I also I went to the L.A. County Fair on last Sunday. So that's Los Angeles County Fair is our big fair. And it's weird because it's L.A. is not really a fair area, you know. I mean, we're not that uh, rural, I would say, but... It's actually the biggest county fair, I think, in the U.S., which is kind of weird. It's in L.A. County, but just barely. So you kind of have to drive east from me, like, over an hour to get to the fair, which is in Pomona. I've never entered anything in, like, the crafts area, but I think it would be kind of fun. Um, My friend Jessie entered a couple items, and then she got a best-in-show ribbon for one of her pieces which was like a hand spun hand knit item and in fact it's the same one of the same patterns that I used so I'll talk about that one in a little bit um, or that I'm working on. I did pretty good at the fair in terms of food. I just knew that I have a tendency to go overboard when I get there so I tried to kind of limit it, limit the items. Um, one was just kind of plain like chicken pita or something, but then I had my usual fair food, which is a frozen cheesecake on a stick dipped in chocolate, this time covered in Oreo crumbs. And then I did also buy some kettle corn, but considering, you know, all of the crazy stuff they have at United States County Fairs, including the cotton candy ice cream sandwich, which I didn't have, but it didn't really look as good as the ice cream burrito, which I have had. I can't remember if I talked about that before. So I didn't think it was worth it. But they have all these crazy, you know, bacon-wrapped pork belly. And it's like, is there, are those things different? I don't know. Just crazy, um, like, Flaming Hot Cheeto, everything. Flaming Hot Cheeto-filled pickles was a thing, which just basically sounds like bile. But I don't know. So I didn't try anything crazy, but I had my usuals. And so that was fun. Um, Maybe next year I'll think about um, entering some things, even though... You got to like get it to the fairgrounds and then go and see it at the fairgrounds and then, you know, pick it up at some point. So I'm usually I'm just too much of a hassle, but I think it could be fun. So let's get right into knitting. Um, I did finish a couple things. I finished um, my Good Vibes shawl by Nadia Cretin Le Chen in Hedgehog Skinny Singles in colorways Fool's Gold, which is a yellow gold with speckles of like blues and purples and white and then um, gossip which is a fluorescent pink color but also has white speckles and some other speckles in it and they're pretty different colors but they do work well together the good vibe shawl is a large crescent shawl and you start just like you know the garter tab and then you work like with plain like radial increases and then at some point you start doing short rows and adding in kind of a 
scalloped lace stripes. So not quite feather and fan, but something, you know, this similar. So the main color for mine is the yellow, the fool's gold, and then I striped in the pink. I was a little worried just because both of those colors are pretty busy, but I think it works pretty well. I used the modification from um, Mary Annarella's Tale of Two Shawls. So she has um, just a way for when you start with that garter tab that you don't have as much of a peak uh, point there, you know, so it's not a triangle, it's a flat edge on the top. I did use her modifications or something similar to it, and when I blocked it, it did look like a flat edge, like it was a straight horizontal line for the top. But after blocking, it did start, kind of start to peak up a little bit. I'm not really sure how that happened, but so there is a little bit of a triangle where I start. And because it's working in short rows, it's not actually in the very center of the crescent. It's off to the side. So ideally, I wouldn't even have that little point. But overall, I'm very happy with how it turned out. Because I'm using those two colors, I think the pattern says to cut them in between. But I don't want to. I don't want to cut all those ends and weave them in later. So I carried up the second color um, along the side. You know, you never, there weren't that many rows, um, so I just, what did I do? Um, following some other people's example, I slipped the first stitch, which I think you do on this pattern anyway, slipped the first stitch and then knit with both yarns together for the second stitch and then drop the one. So you can see it, like the yarn is not in, it's not invisible, like being carried along the edge, but I didn't really mind seeing it and... It's at least consistent because the two colors are always being carried. So it looked a little bit intentional. Just didn't want to weave in those ends. So that's The Good Vibes by um, Nadia Creten Le Chen in Hedgehog Skinny Singles. But I I have to weigh my yarn because I still have a little bit of each. So I use less than 100 grams of each. But I'll have to... I have to weigh them out so I can put it in my Ravelry page to figure out um, how much I actually did use. I wasn't at risk of running out, but there's pretty good yardage on those um, singles skeins. So, because I know some people that made the pattern did run out. So that's the first thing I finished: the Good Vibes shawl. Um, the second thing is the As If Tea by Shay Johnson. It's a cropped pullover that's using Aran weight yarn for most of it, and then at the very top, it kind of you use mohair, like a lace mohair silk for kind of a, an illusion of having a second shirt underneath it. Instead of an Aran weight yarn, I used a fingering weight yarn held double. So I used um, Dragonfly Fibers Pixie, which is a singles in black pearl colorway, which is black, black, white, and grays. I used that doubled. And then for the mohair part on top, I used um, Twist Yarns of Intrigue, which is a local store to us, which unfortunately is closing. Um, even though the owner Kathy is still going to be dying yarn um, and maybe we'll open like a dye studio in the future so she's not totally out of the business but she's having to close her shop at least for now so that's a mohair silk and it's in the colorway I think is called imperial mist and it's a blue like a purple blue mohair lace and on the very top so you're knitting with the iron weight yarn or in my case the fingering weight doubled up to the armholes and then you do intarsia because you have like triangles for the bust like like a bra top triangles or like a camisole top triangles the pattern has you um 
do like kind of a halfway intarsia that has you carry the mohair, one strand of mohair the whole way across and just pick up and drop the Aaron weight yarn. I liked how that looked on some of them, but um, I was worried that my yarns were too contrasting. So I did full intarsia. So I ended up having like five strands of yarn, a mohair one, and then the Aaron weight, and then the mohair for the middle, Aaron weight for the second triangle, and then mohair for the edge. You know, I've done a fair amount of intarsia in the past, but I, it's always like few and far between, so it'll be like years in between, so I kind of have to remember how my yarn management works best, so I was glad that that section is really only like 20 rows long or something. The original pattern was knit flat, so you'd have two halves and a front and a back, but she, she puts in the pattern how to modify it to be in the round, and then you can just, you split and do back and front, back and forth just for the top, top half. So either way, intarsia works because you're going to work the top half flat no matter what. I um, added a little bit of extra length to the top. Let's see. For my circumference, I didn't want it to be too big. So I actually did the smallest size of the pattern so that just gave me a little bit of ease so I followed the length of the sweater for a, a larger a larger sweater meaning I didn't do the height of the shortest size of the smallest size but I did like the height of like the third size or something so like eight inches long it says seven inches long or something until the armholes and then after you do those triangles it says to just knit for two and a half inches until the top of your thing top of your shoulder but that really didn't seem like enough. And I wanted my triangles to sit like where my bra triangles would, bra triangles, would land. So I did add, I made it like four inches to my shoulder. Because I wanted those to sit a little bit lower on my body. And I think if I had done two and a half, that really doesn't give me that much height, circumference for my arm size. So... I did the four inches past the triangles, and and then I knit the same on the back. I ended up using Kitchener Stitch to graft the very top. I thought about doing three-needle bind-off, but I thought, eh, why bother with the seam? And the top's not that heavy because it's a little shorty crop sweater. Um, so I just I grafted the tops of the shoulders. I thought I made it nice and loose, but then once... I kind of had pulled on, the yarns were kind of hanging around. It did get cinched up a bit, so it's not exactly the same gauge for that for that graft as I would like, but I think it looks still pretty seamless. And then you pick up a little bit of a collar and arm cuffs. They're barely sleeves at all. It's basically ribbing on the edge of this like drop sh- of this rectangle. I also am a little bit worried that when I wear this, those arm holes are just going to be right up in my armpits and like stinky immediately because I'm like a little bit of a sweaty person. <laughs> so I'm a little bit nervous about having those arm holes right up in there because I'm also lazy about washing sweaters, but this is probably going to be a one wear item for sure. I'll have to wash it every time. I was a little surprised. So when you knit the top and the back, it's actually just straight across. There's no neck hole shaping at all. I would have imagined there'd be like a little bit of decreases or something or short rows to raise the shoulders up, but this pattern doesn't have it. And ultimately it works fine, but I found myself second guessing it a lot because like 
when I'd stretch it up, the distance to get to my neck and the distance to get to my shoulders is like two inches different, but it ended up just stretching and it works fine. So yeah, this is the As If Tea by Shay Johnson. I did start this a little bit before September 1st, but I had been debating using it for um, like a BIPOC make-along that's been going on that started September 1st, and I didn't know how picky they're going to be about when you started it. There's also the my, hashtag my Reinbach, my Rhine BIPOC sweater. Um, so I thought about using this for, this for that project, that little make-along too, but I think I'll just post this as is. I really like this little tee. I haven't taken finished pictures of it yet, mostly because I need to figure out how to style it. I love the look of this cropped top, but then I really have to figure out, like, am I going to get out of my comfort zone to model it, or is this going to be my usual long tank top over pants? I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) So that's what I've finished. My current fix, um, only a couple items, guys. Um, one that I've been talking about is the Butterfly slash Papillon Shawl by Marin Melchior. This is what I've been working on for a little bit. It's in Unique Fingering, maybe 2007, and um, Nitpick's Palette in Mist. It's weird. It smells really soapy. I had, like, a bar of soap that I ended up just, like, leaving in my car, and now my car just smells like soap like bathroom soap (laughs) but it's a little bit better they were smelling kind of rank anyway so now it smells like bathroom soap but now the shawl does too because it was sitting in my hot car so the butterfly shawl is all short rows it's basically it's all garter stitch you have um, a contrast color and then your main color well you're either switching colors for your main color or you're using a long color repeat yarn so that's what i'm doing is the long color repeat So the unique fingering, I know I've said this a few times, I'm slow to work on it too. So it's got a ton of different colors. Um, I finally made it through like the second round of the colors. So it's like an aqua and a burnt orange and then a kind of a navy green and then a lilac, dark lilac purple and then a different green moving into kind of like a more of a forest green and then a rust color. And so the colors are a little bit somber. I mean, they're not super vibrant. Like that blue is really vibrant, but the rest of them are more autumnal. So this is more of autumn colors. And then I'm using as my contrast is the Knit Picks palette in Mist, which is a light gray color. I'm about almost to probably only like halfway. It almost feels like a stopping point where you can just add multiple rows of the garter and the contrast colors so that could be a stopping point but I'm going to keep going and I have like plenty of my first ball of the unique fingering left which I'm a little surprised about so I am enjoying knitting this but it is hard because I have to kind of keep an eye on the pattern there's long rows where you're just doing garter stitch that are fine but then you have to do the short rows and I have to like look at it so this is why I had kind of called this one my one of my complicated along projects because I wanted to It's just not something I can just carry around. Or I can carry it around for two rows and then I have to figure out what to do next. So I'm working on that um, maybe halfway, maybe more. Yeah, really liking how it's going. I only have one other project and I just started this a couple days ago. Um, Once I finished the As If Tea, I really needed another sweater. Because otherwise I just had two complicated shawls, one I'm avoiding and one that I'm working on. 
I started the Andawa sweater. Um, this is a pattern by Michelle Wong. It was designed for Brooklyn Tweed in fall 14, 2014. So I did realize I've had this one queued for at least three years. This was a gift from Melinda, Yonder Woman, for my birthday a few years ago. I remember I had like the flu on my birthday and she sent me this pattern, which was super sweet. And I'm finally using it. Who knew? And actually, the as if tea was a gift from her too, because she's very generous. And I'm knitting this sweater. It's a, it's actually a, I guess it is a crop sweater. Everything's cropped now. It's a cropped cable sweater, wide in the body, so boxy. And it has a boat neck that you can make as wide as you want, because it's just kind of in the seaming. And then it has little sleeves. So it's um, lots of cables and lots of twisted stitches. So I've just started. Um, I'm a few inches in on the front. It's knit in pieces. And so it's just mostly twisted ribbing and then a light cable pattern, but it's going to get a little bit more cable-y soon. I was inspired um, a few years ago by somebody at the Knockers Retreat. Suzanne had made this, and I tried it on on the Try It On night, and I really loved hers. So I'm finally getting around to mine. I've had this yarn in my stash for quite a long time, too. It's Malabrigo Rios my favorite, in um, Purpurus, Purpurus, um, sorry, my bad Spanish pronunciation, so it is variegated purples, but tonal purples, kind of grape, grapey colored, but you know, a little bit more, grapey is not accurate, it's like a red purple, I'm, you know, slightly worried that the yarn is a little too variegated for this pattern, but I don't know, you know, Malabrigo's, it's not too crazy, so I think it'll still show up well. And it is nice to knit in worsted weight after knitting fingering weight sweaters. Even though actually that as is tea, as if tea was Aaron weight. Which, by the way, despite the fact that I was like holding two, I was holding two strands together. I guess I should have said this back then. I was holding two strands together, but somehow they kept lining up like I would try to start them in different parts of the skeins so that like there are sections of black and white and then medium grays I was trying to get the black and white to line up with each other so that it was never just black and black or white and white but try as I might it just kept happening somehow like I don't know if it's how I was twisting the yarns or if they were getting twisted as I knit it or what but I had to stop a few times and just kind of pull some yarn out of one of the strands so that they would offset each other again so there is some pooling in the body of my as if tea but it's already like a black and white like busy speckled fabric so what's a little bit of pooling or flashing really started Andawa by Michelle Wong from uh, Brooklyn Tweed fall 14 all right so that was my current fix what am I jonesing for I have a few things Actually, I have a couple crochet things to start off. One is Kala or Kala or Kaya, <laughs> C-A-L-L-A by Zoya Machushenko. It's a crochet doily that's available in English and Russian. And it's just really cool. Like it's kind of hard to describe doilies because they all kind of look similar but different. Um, this one is very textural, so it's not um, that lacy, but it's dense. Um, it's five euro download or about five dollars and seventy five cents. The 
pattern calls for thread, but of course you could upsize it into a bigger yarn for something else like a shawl or I'm not sure if it would be big enough for a shawl, but it'd be cool pillow cover for sure. Um, it looks really neat. Um, that's Kala, Kala, Kaya by Zoya Matyushenko. Whew. And then another Russian name for the next crocheted item. Um, this is the Spika, Spika embossed bag by Natalia Kononova. Kononova. That's a $5.49 Ravelry download. It uses DK weight and it's like, it's a bag, but kind of like a tote looking bag. It's got a handle at the top, but, and maybe there might be an optional strap. I'm not sure, but it looks so cool. It's like a big leaf motif of like, of leaf fronds kind of, and they're raised on a, like a crocheted backdrop. So it's embossed. But it just looks so cool. I mean, it, the way that they're, the dimension on this bag is really neat. It almost looks like garter stitch in the back with like lace over the front, but it's not. It's crocheted, so it's got, you know, maybe a double crochet background or single crochet background. I didn't look at it too closely. And then this cool leaf motif. So that's the Spica, S-P-I-C-A, embossed bag by Natalia Kononova new knit sweater that I like. It's another just cropped top. It's called the Not Front Crop by Carrie Bloomer. It's an $8 Ravelry download. It just came out like yesterday. So it's fingering weight. It has kind of a higher scoop neck. It is a tank top or sleeveless top. And it, um, it's all stockinette, but it has like a cool like knot in the front, like right, you know, belly button. Um, so it definitely would be cute like over a dress. You know, I'm still working on my confidence in wearing something like that over just uh, pants, but um, it's pretty cute. I mean, I'm also always thinking about the gift along in the future, and that would be a sweater that wouldn't take me that long that I could maybe do <laughs> for the gift along, because she's one of the designers that's usually involved in that. That's the indie designer gift along in the, um, in the winter. But anyway, that's the Not Front Crop by Carrie Bloomer. A couple random things. The Reversible Coffee Mom's Cowl by Mary W. Martin. It's a $70 Ravelry download, but it is free until September 30th. So it's a fingering weight, two-color shawl, two-color cowl, and that uses mosaic slip stitch cabling, and it kind of makes like a lattice pattern. So like the pattern uh, model has is like white with like a blue lattice and kind of like a shape in the middle of the lattice. And then the opposite side is blue with white lattice on it. So it's pretty cool looking and it's free till the end of the month. So you have a few days on that one. I have a hat, um, Sun King by Jenny F, who's Sweater Freak on Ravelry. That's a $6 Ravelry download, but I think it was free for this weekend. Um, it's a textured hat, kind of a basic hat. There's a lot of free hats recently on Ravelry. Textured hat with a chunky garter cable on one side in DK weight. And then the last thing, it's a collection by Nadia Cretin Lechen called the Little Sailor Collection. It's all babies' clothes, and it's a collaboration with La Bienami, the dyer. And it's six patterns, six patterns, five patterns for 18 Swiss francs or $18.91, or you can buy each pattern individually. 
There's a really cute um, honeycomb cardigan with kind of like the grandpa shawl collar. And then there's a cute like striped onesie and striped little like bloomer pants. There's also, you know, a striped sweater. The little pants and onesie are real cute as well as the cardigan. I don't know that I'd actually buy this, but I am tempted. I think there's a, um, if you're a newsletter subscriber, there's a 20% off deal right now. Um, but I'm not sure. And also, I didn't realize that Switzerland was not part of the EU. I guess I should have guessed, but I was trying to figure out. I was like, Franks, what's that mean? And then realized that they're Swiss francs, which is, and I'm surprised they're about a dollar and very similar to a euro too, I guess. Anyway, that is the Little Sailor Collection by Nadia Cretin Le Chen. And re-ups, I've been really, well, not really good, but I've been pretty good. I did buy, um, I did order from Leading Men Fiber Arts. They were having a sale, like an anniversary sale. And if you were like a newsletter subscriber also, there's like an additional um, savings. And so I bought a yarn that was actually already on sale, so it was pretty cheap. Um, it was the Showcase, which is their 100% merino fingering weight. So I think they're discontinuing it as a as a base. So I got that in several different shades, including Barbie's Nighty, which I've used, I have some leftovers for, and I've used for a number of things. So I could do like a full-on sweater in that maybe. Um, I think I also got one of their, one that's like the DK weight. It's like 600 yards. And actually, I'm not entirely sure that's called Showcase. I'm going to say this. Their names are confusing. It's like Showcase, Show Stealer, something stopper. Like, it's hard for me to distinguish them. Um, So I did order that a few weeks ago. But that's mostly the extent of it, I think. All right. And now, uppers and downers, which has become just miscellaneous things I've watched and read. I was looking for something kind of easy and so I started watching The Good Cop on Netflix and I watched the whole season. This is um, a like a light murder show, cop show. It's from the creator of Monk, so it's like Andy, so-and-so. And it's made for Netflix. It's Tony Danza playing somebody named Tony, by the way. And then his son is played by Josh Groban. And they're both cops in Chicago, I think. Or Tony Danza is like a disgraced cop. And his son is like a real by-the-books cop. So it's kind of like a odd couple kind of thing. And it's just easy. Like, like Monk is easy. Like, it's not very intense. It's almost like a comedy, mystery comedy. I've never been that into Josh Groban, mostly because I've kind of thought I was too cool for it. But he does well in this. And I always think my friends went to a concert once and were, like, trying to help this drunk girl find her car. I don't think she was driving, though. I'm not sure what the story was. But it was just kind of, like, crazy. And then they got to her car, and the license plate said, Love to see Josh. <laughs> so she was, like, a hardcore fan. That <laughs> That's my Josh Groban story. Um, so that's The Good Cop on Netflix. There's just one season, and it's fun, nice and easy. Since I made my way through the Murder, She Wrote episodes that are on Amazon, I started watching The Closer on Amazon, which is another procedural from maybe 10 years ago. And Kira Sedgwick is the chief lieutenant of the LAPD Priority Homicide Group. I can't believe I remember that much specifics. And yeah, so, you know, murder every every episode. 
I've been enjoying that. Just kind of something to have on in the background. Something else I've been watching on Amazon is Dragula, um, which is the Boule Boule Brothers' um, search for the next drag super monster. So if you like things like RuPaul's Drag Race, if you like drag queens, um, this is a little bit of a twist on it. I watched the first season just on YouTube, and I think the second season might have been on YouTube too, but now Amazon has picked it up. And the third season is now um, on Amazon, but it's like once a week. So it's... It's a drag competition, and they start with maybe a dozen, but they're looking for somebody who embodies, let's see, glamour, horror, and filth. Glamour, filth, and horror are the three things. So it's very horror-based. You know, everybody's doing kind of outrageous things. It's pretty disgusting. Um, They do a lot of, like, offensive things and a lot of gross things. And then when they are up for elimination, like the lo- people that did the worst on the challenge, they have like an extermination where they either have to do something that's like almost like fear factor, like eating something gross or getting pierced or tattooed or something. So it's not for everybody, but, and actually I felt kind of disgusting watching some episodes of season two, but I ended up still being like real into it. So I'm like eagerly awaiting each time that the the new episode comes out. So that's um, on Amazon now, but maybe you could find it on YouTube still. That's um, Dragula, hosted by the Boule. It doesn't seem right. The Boule Brothers. Wow. Changing gears. I watched on Netflix Unbelievable. It just came out probably last week. It's kind of a it's a limited series, just like eight episodes based on a true life um, serial rape case. And Tony Collette's like the biggest star, but there's other people you'll recognize. But the first episode is just about like this young woman who gets raped and just like the police are grilling her. And it's actually very uncomfortable. And I think it's like important, not important, but like valuable to watch just like how hard this experience was for her going through questioning and the examination. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I just watched 30 minutes of a physical, rape physical exam. So it it almost didn't feel like entertainment. And then the second episode is almost like the opposite. It felt like watching an educational, like, how-to about how to deal with a rape victim. Ultimately, I did get very into the show. It's like, um, you know, just then it's like the two detectives, like, looking for the serial rapist. But it is frustrating because the first girl, like, just isn't believed and, you know, her life just gets harder and harder. So I can't say it's an uplifting show, but it feels valuable. It feels valuable to watch, even though every time Lucas would see the um, title up on the screen, he'd be singing that EMF like, You're so unbelievable! You know that song? Which somehow featured prominently in my youth. I think that's a one-hit wonder. Okay, and I finished a book. I was reading All of Kittredge by Elizabeth Strout, and um, I think, well, on the outside of the book, it says it's a Pulitzer Prize winner. I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, not a very big book. It came out about 10 years ago. It was kind of a big book then. They made a miniseries on HBO starring Frances McDormand, and I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's pretty good. It's a bunch of, like, vignettes in small-town Maine, 
which is in Northeast United States, if you're not from the States. So they're following like different people in the town, but all of the stories kind of still come around to this character, Olive Kittredge, who's just kind of, kind of difficult to know. And we see some stories from her perspective. And then also, you know, she just kind of becomes a outside character in some of the other people's stories. And I found it pretty depressing. Like, I really liked how it was written. And I really like a lot of things really resonated with me. But it also just made me kind of sad about, about like, aging and life's, like, disappointments. And, you know, children never visiting and misunderstandings and not saying what needs to be said. So I really would recommend it, but it's, it's, yeah, did get me <laughs> a little bit down. It's a little bit hard to read. Um, maybe it just depends on where you're at in your life. And I've already started a new book. So Jesse was asking me if I read the six books or how I'm doing on my six books till the end of the year. And even though it's like, so I think I'm at, I think I've read six already, which was my goal. So we'll see if I can just keep pushing it because I've still got books to read and I'm, you know, already back on it, back on it. Hopefully I'll like make a list and then I'll tell you guys how many books I read at the end of the year. If it was more than, well, it'll be more than six. Can I make it to 12? I don't think I can read six books in the next few months, but we'll see. All right, guys, and believe it or not, Stitches SoCal is happening in less than two months. It's in mid-November. I should have the actual dates. I still have not locked down when we're talking about doing the meetup, but it will be. We're planning on Saturday afternoon. We'll have to come up with the exact location, but potentially El Cholo, which is across the across the street from the convention center, real close, and then we can have our margaritas um, during lunch or whatever during the meetup. Um, I will let you know more specifics. Let me know if you're coming to Stitches SoCal. I know it's not as big as Stitches West, but um, it's local to me, so that makes a difference to me. Um, And then I can save my travel money to buy yarn with, and hopefully not too much yarn. If you're coming, I'd love to see you. Twee of Twisted Stitches Podcast. Um, You know, we're working on getting um, a group together, so um, she might have some more information too. You should be listening to her podcast. Yeah. That's probably about it. You can find the show notes at skeinenable.com. You can find me on Ravelry as No Dice. You can find me on Instagram as No Dice 11. I know I haven't been super active on Instagram, but um, I'm still around. Still, you know, mostly reading stuff. I just am terrible at taking pictures of things when I'm actually out doing them. Join the Ravelry group. We'd love to have you chat. I know I haven't been really fostering chat in the complicated along thread but let's get that going again it's going to be an ongoing thing so don't worry about it um i in case you didn't listen to the last one i did draw a random prize winner um i will draw another one maybe next next time and actually it's almost time to start the fifo first in first out knit along which is the one i do every year craft along which is where you find a project that you paged Paged cute a long time ago and then finally get around to making it um, or yarn you wanted to make or whatever because Ondawa Ondawa for me would definitely fit since I've had it since 2016 and actually have liked it ever since it even came out so actually Twee um, and Kimberly and Twisted Stitches 
podcast, they're doing something very similar called the Archive Along, which is knitting something with a pattern you've had before the beginning of this year. So um, you can double dip. All right. So I will talk to you guys hopefully in less than a month this time. So maybe in a couple weeks, maybe I'll try to get Annie to come on and talk about all of her projects. And thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Down in